Yeah, right. Welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And we're going to go over uh, a synopsis of what Andy Parker told us in the first hour of the program. But as we as we do this, um, please tell me I'm not alone in feeling like every plan for the holiday is now in limbo. Like everything is absolutely up in the air I can't be the only person because, like you, I love Christmas, and I like seeing family. I enjoy it. We've got certain family traditions, but I'm a little bit nervous that they're not going to happen this year. Maybe Christmas night, at least where I live, uh, might be able to come off, but um, usually Christmas Eve we do things, and... Many of you wait until the last minute to go shopping, which is what what I used to do. I no longer do it, but uh, this is a uh, this is a uh, a situation where you talk about the timing of this this particular weekend. What are the chances of your favorite some of your favorite days of the year being um, impacted? What what are the chances now? If if you are Jewish, the good news is Christmas Day. At least if you're out of the lake snow bands, you should still be on for Chinese food and a movie, which is the which is the great Jewish American tradition. Chinese food and a movie. It's it's actually not a cliche. It's it's a real thing. Uh, personally, I can't do Chinese food. I enjoy the heck out of Indian and Thai food. Oh my goodness, Thai food I love. Actually, pad Thai is one of the most ordered take home or uh, delivered meals in the country. Thai food is kind of taking the country by storm. Still waiting for the rest of you to catch up to uh, Indian food. See, uh, one of the things, too, about uh, people from from India is, and this is, it's not a racist thing to say, um, because you could say the same thing about garlic with people of Italian descent who love garlic. They, they smell like garlic a lot because it comes through your pores. But um, when an Indian person walks by me, my first thought is, Oh man, I need Indian food so bad because there's just there's just enough of a tinge of curry in the air because again it, it it comes through the pores. Um, you you are what you eat, and Indian food it's not really fair. By the way, said this before: breakfast, lunch, dinner, the rest of life be very very happy if that was the case. Couldn't couldn't go wrong. Love Indian food. Thai seems to have caught on faster than Indian uh, for a lot of people, but that that's okay. There's there's more Indian food for me. That's that's okay. Save me the papadam. That's all I. Oh, chana masala, which is uh, chickpeas cooked the Indian way. Oh my goodness, merg malai chicken in a coconut. Oh, I said if I start going there, I'm gonna just want to go out tonight, and I just really can't do that. Anyway, uh, Josh Schmidt is at Master Control, but I, I feel, and again, we'll take some calls on this or related subjects. Like everything is in total limbo. Have no idea what is going to happen. In fact. Um, Everything is going to have a ripple effect, too, because as you guys are hearing about the storm coming, I heard from some friends earlier this morning that I can't even get into the grocery store. There isn't even a place to park, and it's a really big grocery store. So it it can be, it can be very frustrating. I would imagine that if anybody still goes to the malls, um, I think around here, well, the Galleria is the biggest mall we have around here. One of the things that I started noticing, and Tim Wager uh, confirms this, 
uh, started noticing maybe 10, 12 days ago is driving home on the 290 heading east, heading toward the big blue water tower in Main Street in Williamsville, uh, heading in that direction. Um, the traffic is backed up about a mile, maybe a mile and a half before the Main Street exit. So after a couple of nights of uh, doing the, I'll take the 290, ooh, traffic up ahead, I think we'll get off at Sheridan Harlem. After a couple of days of that, I realized, yeah, this is because people are backing up from the Galleria. That's the only thing that makes any sense. Why would it be happening now and that's the conclusion to which uh, I arrived. So anyway, uh, let's just go over this forecast, uh, if you don't mind. And before we do this, and you guys are probably sick of me saying this, but one of the things um, that bothers me is when I believe weather is being hyped. It bothers Tim Wenger, and I'm sure it bothers Andy Parker, okay? We aren't in the hyping business and we don't like it either, turning on a radio station or a TV weathercast and feeling like the world is coming to an end. This must be Armageddon. This must be the book of Revelation. I'll be darned. Um, no, it, it, it's a weather situation, and we're, it's all based on statistics, probability, and data. And this is Wednesday's look at what is coming up in a couple of days from right now. Now, we are going to get a storm this weekend. Okay, that is going to happen. Now, whether everything I'm about to say is going to happen in the chronology that is laid out, that could very well vary a little bit between now and the time the event is supposed to take place. Now, I happen to be off on Thursday and Friday, but uh, Joe Beamer is sitting in tomorrow. Dick, my brother, is sitting in on Friday and uh, over the weekend. Uh, let's just say we have contingency plans in uh, in place here at News Radio 930 WBEN. So if things really uh, take a nosedive, and let's put it this way, I'm not planning on doing anything on Christmas Eve except coming into work. That basically, every other plan is basically uh, on hold, and that is the direction in which uh, in which my life seems to be heading. Hopefully, you don't have to go to work, but you know whether it's Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or whenever. We do have an obligation that we take seriously here to get you information, to allow you to call in, to tell us what things are like where you are. So even though it may be Christmas Eve on Saturday, um, we'll have you covered on News Radio 930 WBEN because uh, it's what we do. <laughs> and, and just to show you how prepared we are, I, I'm prepared to do the show from home if necessary. And I've also arranged to borrow a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> I've also arranged to borrow my daughter's Subaru to get into work if I have to. Now, is that dedication or is that dedication? <laughs> what can I say? I know some of you guys like your Hondas, uh, which is great. You should you should drive whatever you feel most comfortable in. But of anything that I've driven in snow, uh, the Subaru I've mentioned this before is uh, it, I I've never driven anything quite that good in the snow. But I've never driven a Honda, and I've never driven every single car that is out there. But here is uh, the way things are looking right now. Okay, I'm going to walk you through this chronologically as best I can. This is according to meteorologist Andy Parker. Okay, 6 o'clock in the morning on Friday. Everything is going to be super awesome. It's going to be in the 40s. Yeah, there's going to be rain, but it's going to be pretty much calm with rain Friday at 6 a.m. Then things start to take a turn Friday, 8 a.m. to noon. Okay, the winds are going to pick up dramatically. 
there will be some brief outbreaks of snow. The temperature, again, 8 a.m. until 12 noon on Friday, the temperature is going to go from the 40s into the teens. And we can expect a flash freeze. You're also going to notice winds 40 to 50 miles an hour. Yes, that is 40 to 50 miles an hour. Now, at some point, and it could be 2 to 3 p.m., it could be 7 to 8 p.m., they don't know because the data just aren't sufficient right now to give them a a good statistical probability. But we can narrow it down to 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Lake effect bands of snow on Friday are going to pick up along with the wind. So the lake effect snow could be as early as 2 in the afternoon, might be as late as 8 in the evening. They will know more as we get closer to the actual event. But we're talking about Friday here. Now, Friday night into Saturday morning is going to be the peak of the storm. Because those winds, which are going to be 40 to 50 miles an hour Friday after the calm of early morning, those winds are going to increase to 60 miles an hour plus. 60 miles an hour plus. There will be whiteouts. There will be, uh, obviously, lake effect snow bands setting up. Now, as the lake effect snows originally set up uh, on Friday... Somewhere between 2 and 8 p.m., they're probably going to be concentrated in the North Towns. Now, as we move into Friday night, into Saturday, uh, during the day on Saturday, it is expected that those bands of snow are going to move, drift, oscillate, whatever you want to say, um, more into the city and more into the areas south of the city. So just be aware, there will be on, again, Friday night into Saturday, There will be blinding snow. It's going to be sideways blinding snow. On Saturday, Christmas Eve, the winds are going to settle down. Oh, they're still going to be 40 to 50 miles an hour, but it's going to be less than it was. And the snow bands should uh, move from the north towns more into the city and south of the city. For uh, Christmas Day, the winds are going to be 20 to 35 miles an hour, and uh, that is the uh, that is the situation for Sunday, Christmas Day, and it's an unknown as to where or how strong the lake effect snow bands are going to be on Sunday. There might still be some thick bands of snow. They might break up. There is some uncertainty about that in the meteorological community, if you will. So basically, um, Friday night into Saturday morning are going to be very, very rough. I would imagine that Saturday afternoon and evening, people, at least where the snow fell, people are going to be doing a lot of digging out. I'd imagine the roads are going to be slick until the plows and the salters are able to do their thing. And, and they're not going to be able to do too much when the winds and the uh, snow are coming heavily at us, when the winds are at their peak gusts and when the snow bands are producing the lake effect snow, uh, sending the plows out, mm, it, it's like basically trying to number the sands on the beaches of the world. Good luck with that because they move it and then the wind comes along and it's going to whip it back to wherever the wind takes it, uh, like 
how the how the leaves from your neighbor's trees always end up on your property. Yeah, one of those kinds of situations. And you're going to be uh, you're going to be seeing some funky snow drifts, which we haven't seen in, in quite some time. To the best of my recollection, you're going to notice those on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, because uh, as as Andy put it, given the nature of the wind with the snow. You're going to have a car in a driveway, and there's a possibility, and think of me on Saturday, think of Andy Parker on Saturday, you're going to open up your door, and the passenger side of your car is going to be covered with snow, and the driver's side, it's dry as a bone. Uh, That is what happens when we get wind and snow. Now, this is going to be um, very much unlike the snow that we just had. The snow that we just had, if you think back to last weekend, it was pretty evenly distributed. In fact, you can probably look on your property now if you're in an area that got snow and see, oh, it's a blanket of white, pretty consistent across my property. Okay, Uh, but this isn't going to be like that. This is going to be something totally different. But the good news is this snow should be the light and fluffy kind of snow. The bad news is sometimes the light and fluffy kind of snow also is a little extra slick snow on uh, which to drive. So that is the weather situation. So what you've got now in western New York, and I I talked again to some folks before I came on the air, um, what you have right now, and you can chime in on this if you'd like, you've got a lot of people who suddenly have two fewer days in which to do the things they needed to do in time for Christmas Day. You've got people trying to get in shopping. Remember, some of your friends and neighbors haven't even started their Christmas shopping yet. There's always, what, 10%, 15% of America waits until the absolute last minute. Unfortunately, this year, in these parts, it may very well come around to bite you in the buttocks. But the... Uh, the uh, uh, ripple effect, if you will, of this storm, y- you could see it this morning on many of the roads around western New York, particularly around the shopping areas. Uh, Niagara Falls Boulevard by the 290, forget about it. Uh, talk to somebody who was uh, had to get something, I won't say where, but it was, it was on the boulevard near the 290. And this person waited in line on the boulevard for 20 to 25 minutes just to access the 290. 20 to 25 minutes just to get on the 290. Um, I mentioned earlier the fact that the 290, um, ever since, well, we'll call it two, the past two weeks, 290, I'm going home, and it was backed up about, an, uh, about a mile, mile and a half from the Main Street exit, so I finally wised up. I don't go that way anymore until the, uh, the holiday is over. But... Look, all of our plans are in limbo, are they not? I mean, what special concerns do you have? What bothers me is that Saturday is Christmas Eve, and that's always a family get-together day. And it may not be practicable on Saturday to gather where we usually gather and enjoy that family time together on Christmas Eve. No people who are going out for dinner on Christmas Eve. The question is, will they be able to get there? Will there be a driving ban? Are they going to shut down the state throughway? I have no idea. Will your kid's school be open on Friday? And listening to Andy Parker, apparently more, more than a couple of superintendents are thinking about calling it off 
uh, calling Friday off of school. Now, don't go around saying, hey, Bowerly said schools are closed on Friday. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it is under very strong and serious consideration. I suspect we'll have more information on that on Thursday. Tomorrow, I also expect we'll have more information on the New York State Thruway and what its status is going to be uh, during the storm. And during the last one, uh, somebody brought up a great point. Instead of banning the tractor trailers from the thruway, why not ban the four-wheelers from the thruway? Because everything we need, from food to medicine to everything, comes in on a truck. And these people are professional drivers. It's what they do. I'm quite sure that the poorest truck driver out there is a much better driver than I am. And I do pretty well on the roads. Parking lately, they're making they're making the spots narrower and narrower and narrower. Those of you with those huge trucks, I don't know how you do it because I have a little teeny car. It's, you know, it's not a smart car, but it's close. And, <laughs> and I have a hard time sometimes, like all the time, um, making sure it's a perfect center between the lines. Yeah. Used to be easy. Now, not so easy. It's not me. It's not you. It's the lines. They're getting narrower. I'm convinced of it. Um, anyway, you can call now if you want to, or you can hold off. I have another topic that I would wanted to do today, but this one, because of what I've heard from people this morning about the driving and the shopping and everything, um, this one, I, I want to try this on for size and, and see if there's interest. Uh, basically, it is your holiday now in limbo? That is, that is the question. Is it now in limbo? Those of you who are driving, if you want to call in and, and tell us what it's like around the shopping areas, around the grocery stores, hey, I will happily take your call. Because, uh, like I said earlier today, somebody said, I couldn't find a spot at the grocery store. And then uh, shortly thereafter, you'll get a kick out of this. You ever, do you ever know somebody who has a horseshoe up his or her posterior when it comes to finding a parking spot. Yeah, I'm not that guy. I am not that man. Mrs. Nerd, however, is. She has a horseshoe. She could go to the most crowded place in the universe and find a place to park. It is uncanny, her ability to luck out on a parking spot. Me, I end up parking in Chittawaga to get to a place in Williamsville, right? She just gets prime parking no matter what the conditions are. Just it's it, it really is uncanny. She's like the Kathy Hochul of parking because Kathy Hochul is the luckiest person in the world, bar none. Okay, the world is Kathy's oyster. We are nothing but her. Well, we're nothing but her pawns, frankly. Uh, it's coming up on twenty-eight minutes after three at News Radio nine thirty W B E N. Holiday is in limbo. How about you? You can call it about 3.35, limit your time on hold, which I always like to do for you. 803-0930. That's 803-0930. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Always. And since we've no place to go... Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Uh, but many people have places to go because it's uh, Christmas weekend coming up. Uh, let's go to, oh, it's uh, it's another meteorologist. Uh, this time he's off duty. He's off duty. 
but uh, he works at the National Weather Service, and it's uh, Bob Hamilton calling in. Bob, uh, thanks for calling. You're on WBEN. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Robert. Hey, well, one thing you guys touched on, uh, you and Andy, were, were the power outages. And I, t- I talked to Susan Rose this morning, uh, and I was saying that the thing that it really scares us at work are these power outages because you're not looking at just winds of 60-plus. You're going to have winds close to 70, if not 75. And, again, the, the biggest time for that would be Friday night, early Saturday. But if you think about it, they're going to have issues in Ohio. They're going to have issues in Pennsylvania, you know, in the states around us. And a lot of these utility crews come out of those states to help us. I've got the feeling they're not going to be able to help. But, you know, pile on top of that, it's Christmas weekend. I don't know how many of these guys are, you know, mandated to go out and, and, uh, you know, go to different regions. But I'm sure you've seen the utility trucks there. Uh, right there on the corner of the airport, the hotels there, the backside of Aero Drive, they fill those hotels up, those utility trucks. So it would be a good sign uh, if tomorrow or, or Friday you saw those trucks in there. But I got the feeling there's not going to be a lot of reinforcements coming in here. So if the worst-case scenario pans out and we see winds of 70-plus, you're going to have people without power for days and this is with temperatures you know below 20 so it's it's a real you know scary situation yeah the you know the talk about the lake effect and the blizzard you know type conditions that's that's kind of sexy and and draws headlines but to me it's the power outages that could really impact the area. Oh, yeah, the, the power outages, uh, that's one of uh, the concerns that I certainly have about this. Here at the radio station, we have uh, a, a great big generator, so we're all, we're not going to lose power here. Don't worry about that, but uh, a lot of people, obviously, at home don't have their whole house generators, uh, don't even have a, a smaller generator, but your, your good point, we, we mentioned this yesterday about given the footprint of what is expect, uh, expected for this storm, our only relief may have to come from the east but it's been done before uh you remember during the october surprise storm there was a line of i believe asplund trucks that were coming down the thruway from the east to come to our rescue the cavalry is coming the cavalry is coming i hope it's the case that we get help from the east or, or from somewhere but then you got to realize that there's a um someone could call in from a utility company to verify this but i'm pretty sure there's a there's a limit with the wind speeds as to when they can get up and start working on the lines. And if it's going to stay windy for a few days, I mean, not 60 plus, but pretty windy right through Christmas Day, it may be a while before they're even allowed to get up, you know, in a truck and start working on lines. Uh, that, you know, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that, but there has to be, if, if you work for one of the utilities, one of the electric companies, um, what is the limit? Uh, how windy can it be? Uh, before you guys say, nope, we got to get down. We're not allowed to be up here. Uh, that that's a really good point. Now, Bob, the the is the National Weather Service uh, expecting winds seventy miles an hour and greater? Well, there are scenarios right now. It's it's leaning towards that where you could get gusts of seventy plus. The interesting thing with the storm, though, I mean, it's such an oddball that if if it when it occludes just north of us, if it does that just 25 miles further north or south 
it would change that target area of very strong winds. And I'm kind of praying that this thing occludes right over top of us. If the storm sits right over top of us and then slowly moves away, that's probably the best-case scenario. You'd only get gusts of 50 to 60. But the way it looks right now, unless things change, you're going to get gusts close to 70. And and that's you know that's not a stretch looking at, at what's going on. Uh, uh, Bob, are they going to be see one of the things as a kid I remember about the blizzard of '77 is the winds were unrelenting, and then periodically you get these enormous gusts of winds. Will will the winds with with this storm be unrelenting starting Friday? Pretty much, like Andy was saying, you're, you're going to get a burst first thing in the morning when the first front comes through. And then by late afternoon, you're going to get winds pushing, you know, 50, 60. And then overnight, that second, it's not really a front, but a a trough pushes through. And the winds aloft are going to be around 75 knots, which is, what, about 85 miles an hour? And a good chunk of those are going to make it to the ground. And again, it's, it's 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 a relatively small area, probably a 50 mile wide swath of these really strong winds. So if the storm were to take a track, you know, 30 miles, say, to the north or south of where it's forecast right now, we would be spared the, the most extreme winds, but we would still get the brunt of the storm with the lake effect snow and, you know, the prolonged winds. But I'm worried about what's, what some of the models are showing now, where you could get gusts 70-plus from Friday evening uh, into into uh, Saturday morning. Good Lord. Uh, that That's uh, interesting news. So at the uh, at the National Weather Service, see, Bob, as you might have picked up if you've been listening to the show, um, everything is in limbo for me because obviously working at the premier news talk radio station in western new york you know we we've got to we've got to be here uh during the storm you at the national weather service also need to be there during the storm and it's the christmas weekend um do you uh, without giving away any secrets of the trade do you uh have any contingency plans in place to make sure that the national weather service office uh, on arrow is fully manned and womaned well, we have a generator that uh, I believe it would keep us up for about a week um, if we were to lose power. And we do have extra staff scheduled to come in. But the problem is you can have 100 people scheduled to come in, but if they can't get there hmm. uh, or if they've got bigger concerns at home, like I'm, I'm worried about getting in for a day shift Saturday. If I got concerns at home, I'm likely not going to be able to be going to work. So, yeah, you can have all the staff contingency plans there. But if you can't get in, you know, what are you going to do? Well, you know, some somebody it's left up. It's left up to the poor people that work midnights to stay over during the day <laughs> and the people that work days to stay overnight. So took the words, was, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> last man, last woman standing. You're it. Yep. Been there, done that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, Bob, uh, thank you very much uh, for calling uh, with the uh, extra uh, insight and information and the extra question, which hopefully we'll have answered. Anything else uh, you want to say about this particular storm uh, as a meteorologist that uh, is of interest or concern to you? Not really. Just, uh, you know, prepare now. Don't wait till the last minute. I mean, it's probably already last minute now, but, you know, make sure you have enough gas for the snowblowers and for the cars. You know, wood inside, if you got a wood-burning stove, 
you know, do those little things. You know, you put Christmas shopping and that on the back burner and celebrate that New Year's. Yeah, and uh, talking about the uh, extended power outage, it ma- it gives me a really good feeling that starting in 2030, no more natural gas furnaces. So when the power goes down, I don't know what the hell we're supposed to do. Yeah, that'll that'll be interesting, but that's another talk show for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you very much, Bob. I, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Bob Hamilton, who is calling in off-duty, but he works at the uh, Buffalo office of the National Weather Service. Now, there is dedication for you. There is dedication, and anybody who's into meteorology, I haven't studied it since earth science in 10th grade or whatever, but anybody who's into it, this is a really fascinating time. But, you know, there might be uh, little points out there that you might like to bring up that you have found out over the years uh, from dealing with uh, snow and storms in western New York. And, again, you know, this this isn't hype, okay? It, it we are there's there's nothing that we're saying that is hype we're presenting you information we're telling you what the forecast is and you know <laughs> i've done enough coverage during snowstorms in western new york to know that if you are in it if you are stuck in it you are a very miserable person and if you feel like you didn't get warned properly you kind of take it out on us, and you take it out on the weather service. So I'm just, I'm just saying, it, it's, it is what the forecast is. We will see what happens. Hopefully, it is not going to be as bad as bad can be. But if it is, you need to be prepared. Uh, today is Wednesday. It's supposed to get really, really bad on Friday. Now, Bob just had a really interesting question, and one to which I do not have the answer. And Josh, did somebody call in with the information on the whole power? No? Okay. So if, if you work for one of the utilities uh, with electricity, um, what, how fast can the winds be going before you can actually go to work to bring people back online? Because, frankly, and again, without hyping or hyperbolizing, if, and that is the word if, if we have ma- uh, major power outages in this area, we all want to know, and again, I've worked enough power outages to know how freaked out you guys get. Maybe not freaked out, but how how concerned you are, and when is my power going to come back on becomes the biggest single issue of your life. During the October surprise storm back in 2006, many of us were without power for a week, some even more than a week. So again, is it hype to tell people this is what the forecast happens to be? So you probably want to make some plans just in case because it's better to be prepared. It's better to need it and not uh, to to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Uh, just saying, it's true with firearms. It's true with a lot of things in life. But if you work for one of the utilities, can can you tell us at what point you have to say? The wind is too great. We cannot possibly begin to repair your electricity because uh, this is going to be one of those protracted events. 803-0930 is the uh, phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. I don't know uh, how you and your plans or family are going to be affected, but basically the way I feel right now personally is everything is in limbo. 
Um, and it's unfortunate, too, because many of us look forward to Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Some people look forward to Christmas Eve, Eve, whatever. It's, obviously, it's a big night for restaurants. Uh, it's a big night for going out. And, you know, the last thing restaurants and bars need right now or entertainment venues is to uh, have a night of no revenue because driving bans are in effect or people just can't get out to take uh, your telephone calls on. You know, those of you who have uh, been through blizzards and storms before, um, you always have suggestions for other people. Those of you who are parents, you might already have uh, texted your children, your adult children even, to say, hey, make sure you've got a full tank of gas because if the power goes out, you ain't getting gas. And you're going to need gasoline for uh, your, your generator unless you've got one of the fancy ones. Um, there are so many things to keep in mind. I mean, obviously, you want to make sure that you are uh, – you're able to be mobile uh, in the event you can actually drive somewhere, but you don't want to have a, a car that has no gas. Then if you do, let's say you get on the road and you run into a lake snow band and you end up spending an hour where you thought you were going to spend five minutes, you're going to go through fuel. So you want to make sure that you've got uh, plenty of it handy uh, because if there's anything worse than being stuck in the middle of a blizzard, um, I wouldn't know what that is, and that's based on calls to this radio station over the past 40 years uh, from people in similar situations. Again, once the situation unfolds, once it starts, and once people are caught in the middle of it, yeah, then it becomes uh, then it becomes a big deal for a lot of people. 